is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. You know, I woke up early this morning before the sun came up, and I was wondering if it was going to come up and... Lo and behold, about 7.30 it did. And here we are, talking Cowboys for another week. Bill Jones with Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, and Rob Phillips. And do we ever have a lot to talk about this week as we look back at what happened on Sunday. It's the morning after a 24-22 loss to the New York Jets. And we look ahead to the Philadelphia Eagles. as the, It will be a battle of division leaders, as expected. Two three and three teams at AT&T Stadium on Sunday night. But we got a lot of time to get to that. Over the next 45 minutes, we're getting to what happened yesterday at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Mickey, you were there? I was there. Rob, you were there? I was there, too. Brian was here at the yeah. Star and doing pre- and post-game stuff. You've heard a lot what Brian has had to say already on the post-game show. Let's start with the guys that were there. You're Just a quick little run around here to uh, get your impression of where we are right now. Go ahead, Mick. It's kind of hard to be quick on this one. Uh-huh. Just quick. We've got a whole another 45 oh, minutes. There's so many things that go into a two-point loss. It's like it, it, you, you can't be quick about it. You, you're playing with kind of one hand behind your back with the injuries that uh, they went into the game, uh, suffered during the game, uh, the fact that your defense – uh, just can't seem to get it right now, giving up 58 points in two games. Uh, not good enough, especially when you knew your offense was going to struggle without uh, your two starting offensive tackles and then two of your top three uh, wide receivers out of the game uh, by the second series. Uh, and then you fight your ass off to get back into the game uh, and you need one more stop down the stretch and they give up a field goal that ends up being... Uh, basically the difference in the game because the offense finally, finally scored some touchdowns uh, in that fourth quarter, uh, and you lose by two. And here's what you find out when you're on the plane for three and a half hours and you have time. I look back over the history. You have to go back to 1986 to find the last season. They lost two games by two points, and now they've done it in three weeks. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. A second straight week, though, that it didn't seem like it's that close. You know, the score didn't seem like it was that close. And Mickey spoke to it. Once again, really slow starts on both sides of the ball. Uh, Offensively, third straight game without scoring a touchdown until the second half. Defensively, Mick touched on it. They did a better job against the run. 2.8 yards per carry for Le'Veon Bell and company. But Sam Darnold, clearly they're a different team with him at quarterback. He had a lot of time in the pocket, was able to set his feet, and Brian spoke about Jamison Crowder. Those receivers were able to get separation and made a lot of big plays in the passing game. Penalties were a factor. They actually won the turnover battle this week, but it wasn't enough. And and once again, you know, Dak spoke to it after the game. We keep digging ourselves a hole. We're not playing complimentary football, and that's why they've lost three games in a row. I'm getting tired of all the post-game comments. 
you know, I'm getting tired of the, you know, trying to find answers and, oh, we have to do this and we have to do that. You know, it's about time to go out and play football. You know, I'm, I'm tired of, oh, we're not executing, we're not doing this, we're not doing that. You're talking about the post-game answers yes. in the locker room yes. from the players yes. and stuff? Yes, yeah. It's the same song, second and third verse, you know, and I'm tired of it. You know, go out there and play better. And Mickey's right. You get handicapped. But nobody feels sorry for you. We talk about that. They built this team with backups, you know, with the backups to be able to play in these games. You have a starting quarterback. You have your running back. You know, you have a guy that I felt like was 1A complimentary wide receiver that goes out there and drops passes for you. You know, when, when, when things were dark, when Amari Cooper coming off the field, you had to feel better about, okay, hey, Still have Michael Gallup to go out there and make plays. Michael Gallup didn't make enough plays in that game. You know, I'm pointing the finger at him a little bit on this. I'm pointing the finger at Tank Lawrence and those guys. Tank Lawrence didn't have every single time being double teamed. This is a Jets offensive line that struggled to protect. Him, Robert Quinn, Malik Collins, none of those guys did a good enough job getting pressure on Sam Darnold. Your quarterback got hit eight times in this football game. Three times, though, excuse me, two of the times he was outside the pocket took really big, heavy hits. Where you're but wondering, you, is he going to get up yeah, from that? Yeah, well, you know? great toughness on his part yeah. to, sh- to get up after that. But, but you know, you're, you're telling me that the defense, you know, that they can't cover Robbie Anderson on a double move? You know, you allow that to happen? You know, you know, they, they get caught in a situation where Jeff Heath is the deep safety with Xavier Woods playing down. You know, that's a problem right there. That's not using your personnel the right way to put him in, in that situation. Jeff Heath cannot play the ball down the field like that. It's a problem. Okay? But you, you've got guys that you are relying on each week to make plays, to help you win these games. You know? That right tackle had never made a start in the National Football League for you. Didn't play terrible. Wasn't good in the run game. Wasn't nearly good enough. On the fourth and two play they tried to run, he's the one that didn't cut the guy off going yeah. inside to make the trying, tackle. Trying to pull from yeah. right to left. Yeah. Yep. But yep. that's about knowing the coach, knowing, okay, what do I have up front? What am I dealing with up front? You know, I admire him for going for it, but I'm surprised he went for it. But, you know, they didn't have they didn't run a good enough play. They didn't execute a good enough play. And again, I'm just tired of after every game now, it's the same commentary. Go out and do something about it. Stop with the commentary. Go play football. Go start the game well. Go finish drives. Go play defense. Tackle well. All these things. Coaches included on this. I agree with all that. Uh, I also agree, or I also look at uh, the reaction from fans and sports talk radio and so forth. What, what needs to be understood in this league is that there's not that much difference in the teams, okay? And what Brian is saying is absolutely correct. The Cowboys should have gone out there and beaten that team regardless of who was playing quarterback on that team. But the Jets are a totally different team with this quarterback than what they were the last three games. And the Cowboys are a different team when they don't have their two starting right tackles and their two other top receivers uh, throughout the game. And so the talk that this is an embarrassment, that sort of thing, is is ridiculous in my mind. But 
this team needs to get its act together in a in a in a hurry, and it needed to get its act in a hurry yesterday. Um, I did not agree with the call to go for it on fourth down at the seven yard line, fourth sure. and two. I thought that you take the points there, you don't give them the opportunity. You understand that um, you know what you have or don't have on your team, and what they have gained on their team, and you kick it, you make it a seven six game, and you know they took advantage of that. Um, and it's a it's a ploy that coaches do all the time where, you know, change of momentum, you take your shot, and they took a shot, and it paid off big time for them. De- uh, Zeke had gotten stuffed one play earlier, and that, correct? And that's the other part of it. You know, yeah, the, they, in the first half of the game, he had 35 yards on 10 carries. Yeah, Frederick and Williams didn't do a very good job right. on that double-team block right and there. And so I didn't have confidence, that, and I didn't and I didn't like the play call, obviously, yeah. but I, did, I would not have gone for it at that point um, just because of the nature of the game. Okay, let's make it an even game. Let's make it 7-6 and go from there. And then they found themselves in the hole uh, from then on. And, and they were rattled the rest of the half. You know, they give up the, uh, the the drive where they just easily matriculated with short passes. And, you know, to, and now you're down 21-3. Brian, See, I think that was a indication, him going for it on fourth down, knowing that they had an opportunity to score a touchdown, and they didn't have confidence that they were going to get down there that many times, that you had to cash in and score a touchdown. They were going to struggle. Those offensive tackles, you guys can say what you want about them. They, were, they weren't good enough. Dak Prescott got hit more times in that game than I and harder than I think I've seen in his entire career. Well, and just he like was the, did you getting watch, blasted. Did you watch the game again? I I'm did. Just, I'm asking. I absolutely did. What ga- what hits did he take other than the two? I saw three. The twist stunt that Connor Williams they missed that one. He got blasted on that one. The boot and waggle was the one. He was outside the pocket that he really and how got. About r- the two point conversion when the guy blitzed and came through free. That's that's right there on that to me is on on the the, the call. That, well, that, I don't care what it's on. He got hit. Well, it's you know they've got to make a play. They, they, I, I he, understand. He know, I mean, you know they're going to sell out. He tried to hang on to it as long as he you could. You know they're going to yeah. sell out. To I, but I don't care. He got hit. You you. I don't think you, you watched say, the game the right I, well, way. Well, I did watch the game. The I don't right think you way. watched the right. Well, way. Well, I absolutely did watch the game I don't the right think way. So. Maybe you didn't watch so, it because so you weren't there. So you're the point on. The, I watched on this morning, Mickey. I don't think you did. The, say point, that again. the point on him getting hit a lot. What yeah, I'm saying that, that they, he didn't get hit every single play. They, they he were having some... problems blocking the front. They had to forfeit putting wide receivers out there to keep two tight ends on the field most of the game. They had to put a fullback. They out ran there twelve personnel times. in first down to run the football. That's the problem. You got all those first down because runs. you didn't trust them blocking. They didn't to, throw to the ball. The They're running it. They didn't. Protect. They didn't trust him protecting the quarterback. Gave up and one well, sack. And well. Gave yeah, how many sack. times did he get hit? He got hit eight. Eight times. Eight, eight times in the game. Eight. Three times, two times outside the pocket. And, and in key situations. Okay. So, yeah, it makes a difference when you don't have the best tackle in football on the field and the guy that's been playing the best on your offensive line on the field. They tried to get the ball out quickly, and, and because of that, they didn't have a lot of explosive plays. And I went back and I counted it. I, I don't know how many times you get, may have counted the times the Jets blitzed. Yeah. I mean, it was more than half the time. Sure. Um, not every. It felt like it was every time, but it, it certainly felt like every third down they were coming and bringing pressure. And... Uh, the one time they got the sack, they weren't blitzing. It was just four-man pressure. But yeah. there were guys in his face. They tried to, you know, 
Tavon, it, Tavon Austin's your leading receiver. That shows you. Do you think they missed the, uh, they had. the tackles more or a Cooper and Cobb more? I think they missed. I think they missed uh, Cooper and Cobb more. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. To me, yeah, I mean, especially I mean, when, especially when Gallup's, you know, I, he, I know Gallup the balls play are well. high, right. but yeah. he's got to right. catch those. No, balls. He dropped two. That he he's got to catch those. Yeah. Right. Right. He dropped two. Tavon Austin gets an illegal formation on the second series. That's that, just that that's, wipes their setup basically in the red zone. That's a 15 yard play. Yeah. That it all he and probably what happened to him is when he's going to the outside, he's looking to see the coverage. He doesn't see Witten come across. Well, he's got to know that though. He's got mm-hmm. to see Witten. He gets to know that Witten is going to switch formations from the right to the left side, and he's looking. He's looking at coverage and doesn't see Witten because he's got his back to the play. So that's a problem right there. Maybe he's in a situation, too, where he's having to play and he's not used to playing on the outside over there and it didn't, it didn't come naturally. But he could also ask the official, you know, what the situation is, too, and he didn't do that. So, and then, you know, say what you want about Cedric Wilson's P.I. I know you didn't think it was a great call. Was, no. But these penalties, not the drops, you can't have it when you're this compromised on your offense. And at some point, I know, they, like you're saying in the locker room, we've got to clean this up. It's self-inflicted. Good teams don't do this week after week, and I know they think they're a better team than this. But maybe they're not. But that's well, the thing. It gets it's, back it, to Parcells. You are what you are. Yeah. Maybe they're not a better team. Maybe that's maybe that's and, a and problem. That's, and that's kind of where I was at the end of the day. I mean, we're talking, and, and gets back to my point on, okay, the Jets, they've got their starting quarterback back. Okay, I think the two best players on the field, the way they played yesterday, were both Jets players. One of them was Sam Darnold. The other was Jamal Adams on the other side. Sure. And, you know, and there's a reason that they were the best players on the field yesterday. One was the third pick in the draft. One was the sixth pick in the draft. The third best player on the field yesterday, I thought, was Zeke Elliott. And he was the fourth pick in the draft. I mean, he ran his ass off second yeah. half, try to get, right. get the physical, you know, but, get, get the tone set and but try my, to get something going. My point on that is okay. The Jets were back to full strength, basically. Okay, the Cowboys were depleted, whatever. But you are what you are. When you can't beat them, okay, you fall behind. You make a, a dumb decision, I think, and going for it, and then you fall behind and you battle your butt back and you get back in it, but you don't, you aren't able to execute to get the win. Well, you're sitting there at the end of the day. You're three and three. You've lost three straight games. You had three great wins to start the year against weak teams, and now you've played stronger competition. Well, you just lost to a weak team, yeah. supposedly. Well, but I don't know that how weak that team. That team, when they had that quarterback, lost to the Bills, which is a pretty good team in the sure. first game of the year, seventeen to sixteen. So I don't think I don't put the Jets in the same category with the Redskins and the Dolphins, but others say it's an embarrassment. So we sit yeah. here and we are arguing about the offense. The defense gave right. up twenty four points. Right, they were bad. Right, twenty-one points in the first half, three touchdowns. That was more touchdowns in a half. And I understand Darnold wasn't out there the first four games. They had only scored two offensive mm-hmm. touchdowns, right? Two offensive touchdowns to that point, and they got three in the first half. And that first defense has got to be better. They, 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 they. I don't know why they insist on when, when, when they, when they go to a single safety high, they motion. Uh, Xavier Woods down into coverage and leave Heath up there by himself. Totally the, agree with right? that. On you know, the you can call it throw. a dumb decision or not, but that doesn't mean you know. Part of the decision is okay. If we don't get it, we got him backed up at the seven yard line. Mm-hmm. You yeah. don't have to give up a ninety-two right. yard right. touchdown pass. That's right. The second longest in club history in history 
You had to go back to 1972 to find a longer one, and it was only by two yards. Who was it? It was the New York Giants. Norm Sneed <laughs> threw a pass. To, I think it was some guy named Houston or something. Alex Webster. I, mean, I thought Norm Sneed was a Philadelphia Eagle. Well, he I was. thought so, too. He was so Giants, my Sneed. Too, it, it's in my column. I forgot the guy's name. <laughs> 1972. And 94 that, yards. And on their first touchdown drive, the Jets, four penalties defensively. They were ready to get off the field mm-hmm. for a field goal, and that kind of set the tone, got them going a little bit. And then, yeah, that I think the 92-yard play is the longest play from scrimmage in the NFL this year. Yeah, it's so that was, it was the second longest in, in Jets history. It's a shame that you don't get any pressure inside, though, on that 92-yard pass. <laughs> You know, it's just you just you get no you get no push to the inside. You had the quarterback has the ability to step up, make the throw. Yeah. You know, and then you got a corner on the outside that's not playing with very much confidence out there. You know, and now you got trouble. corners who are banged up too going yeah. into this week. Good luck with that. All right, we talk about that and much more to get to here as talking Cowboys continues in a moment. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay. What's not too. Important? Right above the subway. Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus. A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store and learn how to buy one smartphone and get a second one on us. Based on GWS One Score, September 2018. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys and with us you'll travel like a pro visit cowboystravel.com to book your travel package today work the Cowboys way and channel the winning business tradition of the Dallas Cowboys and the Jones family at Formation this dynamic workspace provides an elevated work experience on the Stars' aspirational campus with exclusive membership options available to meet varying needs. Choose from open workspaces, dedicated desks, and private offices to leverage our home field advantage for your individual business success. Limited memberships are available now, so apply today at formationatthestar.com. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Back to Talking Cowboys. Talking Cowboys continues on a Monday morning here at the Star in Frisco. Cowboys fall to the Jets 24-22 and um, going into the game, if as we approached this game last week, we were saying, well, what if they did lose to the Jets? What would talk shows be like this week? Well, we're getting a taste of it right now, and we're going to get it the whole rest of the week. You know, Jason Garrett has always said he never listens to sports talk radio, and I would advise him not to start right now. The uh, front page of ESPN.com says, is Dallas done? First take, you go in the break room, it's, um, is Dak losing money? Based off of the performance yesterday, I mean, it's you know, it's all coming at him right now, and that's what happens when you lose three straight games. No question about it. 
Especially when you're the Dallas Cowboys. Especially when you're the Dallas Cowboys. It's easy, you know, I'm not saying it's clickbait, but it's 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 a talking point when a team with this high of expectations and this type of visibility is struggling right now. There's still a lot of football left to play. Like Brian said, though, you gotta figure it out. You gotta figure it out. This is this is a turning point in the season right now with the Eagles coming up because they're coming off their own struggles, but the division could be ultimately division could be decided this Sunday coming up, depending on what happens the rest of the way. It's nice one, get, one game Phil, could swing it. Philadelphia still has some difficult games left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They got Phil, they've got to play at Seattle. You know, they've got some games coming up that, you know, that New England, some games, you know, they're gonna have to it, this is not gonna be one of those things where it's like, okay, that the, the a lot of games that are backloaded and stuff like that, their schedule. I mean, they've got some easy games in the, at the end, don't get me wrong, but they've also got some tough games that they're gonna have to deal with here going down the stretch, so we'll see. I thought the uh, we might have the Dumb and Dumber deal on the New York Post again from going back to 1994 after the fourth and one in Switzer and uh, with Barry and Jerry on New York Post. Was it New York Post? Dumb and Dumb and Dumber picture? Yeah. But there wasn't enough media there to care because I think they were all worried about the Yankees. There you go. There you go. They had their own problems And that's the, that's the thing, just at the game yesterday – there was not a lot of electricity in that building pregame and to start. And it built they, as the, did it they, build as the game went yeah, on? Yeah, they all of a sudden here come they the Jets believing. fans. They gave them something to cheer about. I mean, I think they they did not expect their team to to have the type of performance they did. Okay, did you sense that the Cowboys came out flat? Because that's a, that's one of those talk po- talking points on talk radio. That's what you say when you don't exactly. understand. Right. Yeah. That's that's one right. of those things where you're looking for answers and you don't understand really what's going on. Mm-hmm. And you say something like that. Where are they, you know, well, they weren't ready to play. They didn't have fire. You know, right. Bill Cowher said, oh, they're lifeless, emotionless, all that stuff on the sidelines. You know? I, I, I felt like the Jets just made a lot, made some good plays. They did. I felt like the Jets had some good scheme things they did. I thought they took advantage of, of you know, they didn't really have to run the football. But, you know, Sam Darnold did enough to affect the way you uh, get the ball out of his hands. You know, he hit the receivers. That's what they haven't had. They haven't had anybody make plays for him in that way, throwing the ball down the field. You know, they hold the ball. They take sacks. But this, in this game, they did a nice job. Darnold didn't do anything that, uh, you know, that uh, to me was just spectacular. He moved around in the pocket enough, bought himself a little time. Cowboys on the back end couldn't cover well enough. I mean, that's, that, that's the ultimately what and, happened. And he came back after the 92-yard drive and I think was 4-5 or five on, when they scored right before the half. And right. you go back and watch it, man, he had clean pockets yeah. every time. To throw, and Jason spoke to it this morning on the fan. You know, the, the pressure up front just wasn't what it needed to be consistently. For yeah, Dallas. they didn't even get close to a third down on that possession. Yeah. No, yeah. no, and, and you know what's not working either. By the way, is Jalen Smith lining up as a defensive tackle in a four-man front and rushing? He's not getting anywhere. That's fair. Yeah, mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I mean, that's that to me is if if you're going to bring him, but he's a liability in coverage. So you got to figure out, and we're sitting there thinking, guys like me are saying, oh, we'll go ahead and bring him and then see what happens you know, on the rush. You know, He's powerful enough to handle that, but Mickey's so, right there. You're, you're just not getting anything out of that. So do you think they're doing it to, to employ Jalen as a pass rusher, or are they doing it in order to get someone else on the field in pass coverage? You know? Yeah. And, and they, they don't want to take him off the field. They're, they're having they're, they're, this pass rush isn't anywhere where it needs to be, mm-hmm. and so I guess they're looking for answers right there to say, okay, well, 
let's uh, let's add this uh, let's add this element to the mix. But it's not it's not anywhere where it needs to be. Especially, they 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 do not have players affecting the game like they need to affect the game. Especially in that second half with you know Quinn, he his first sack was really all an effort play. I mean, his damn good coverage. Yeah, zone. Is that, yeah, they, I mean, they, yeah, they, yeah, no, right, they manned right. it across. No, no, no I, didn't, I misspoke. Yeah, yeah. It was a coverage yeah, sack. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they. It, it was Quinn's second effort, really, that got him the sack, because if Darnold doesn't pull the ball down, you know, if he just throws it away, it's just an incomplete. But, you know, that he held it, and once they got him to pull it down, finally Malik Collins got a little pressure inside. They just haven't had any of that. Nothing inside. Really not a whole lot coming off the edge either. And not a whole lot of blitzing in this game either. They tried to win with their front front four trying to win up front. Yeah. And I mean, give credit. Hey, if you want to look at a positive, Jordan Lewis came in and made most of his snaps. I think he got 37. He got the pick. He got a, a key stop that held the Jets to a field goal at the end, kept it to one score. Um, but yeah, and, and now they're looking at yeah, what, what about the corner situation now? Mick, Byron Jones. And, Not good. Yeah. No, they're, they're, they're in trouble. Yeah. This is going to be a hard game for them as far as well, we'll see what happens with the week of practice. You know, with, with you know, these guys, these soft tissue injuries, we know that's a that's disaster. Byron Jones and Anthony Brown. Yeah. Anthony Brown went out really early in this game. So, yeah. I think you have to be concerned too. I mean, I know we're talking defense, but you have to be concerned what's going on with Amari Cooper and the quad. He usually fights through things. Obviously, he must have, must have been just too much for him to have to make it through that game. I mean, he One didn't even series. have his helmet. Yeah. His helmet yeah. was gone, so mm-hmm. it wasn't like he had any thought that he was going to be back yeah. uh, in the game. So, you know, and then you're you're out there when you go – you go and, and they tried not to play uh, as much nickel, but you had to bring good Goodwin in there to play corner, yeah. uh, and you used Lu, uh, Jordan Lewis in the slot – um, they tried going a couple times. They they went their base defense against three wide. Yeah. So it, it's it's problematic. You know, we can say okay, next man up, but uh, you know, at some point you get diminishing returns, offense and defense. So what do you think about the uh, the offensive approach to start the second half and throughout the second half, where they decided they're going to feed Zeke? I thought that to me. <laughs> And I'm a guy that always screams for balance, you know, balance, got to have balance, you know. I, to me, I, I just felt like there wasn't the sense of urgency that there needed to be. Yeah, they, they did have some success. I went back and was looking just at first down runs, and I was thinking, okay, were they doing against the heavy box? But every, every first down run appeared to be there was extra tight ends on the field, you know. And, that, and I'm trying to figure, okay, they have almost seven yards throwing the ball in first down. I know it's I'm playing right into the – friggin' uh, analytics guys here. But, you know, if you're averaging seven yards a play on first down and a little less than three yards a carry on, on first down, it's, you know, but what, how are you doing it? They're doing it in 12 personnel. They bring in extra guys in there to have to deal. I'm counting them up. 12 personnel, 12 personnel, 21 personnel. That's the two backs. 13 personnel, 13 personnel, 12 personnel. 12 per, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And you wonder, you know, why these first down runs, if you think about maybe spreading them out, I know Mickey's talked about this before, try and spread them out a little more and then run the ball inside and play it that way. But man, it just, they get in that heavy look and they, 
and they just run the football, and they they had a little success, you know, uh, uh, after that. But man, that just makes it tougher on your te- on your offense to have to block with that many guys playing down or that many guys that you're putting out there, and then you're dealing with seven and eight man boxes. You know, that thirteen personnel, they had nine men in the box trying to run the football there. So, yeah, I I just kind of wish that uh, you know that they would have. Uh, gone to maybe they were giving their defense a little blow maybe that was their their plan in that in, in that sequence but I was starting to get a little impatient because I'm thinking like okay start throwing the football here and start get, seeing if you can make some chunk plays we'll see you know yeah I, I thought maybe it was just a concession as well to what they where they were at wide receiver without Cooper and I wonder if the influence came from the head coach that run run Zeke and yeah, you know, and, and, but what happened? And it was successful. I mean, they they had a drive, but yeah. they, they ate up the half the third quarter with that right. drive, and right. that's the problem when you're down twenty one six to start the half, and that's going to shorten the game. You, even though you're, even if you drive sixty one yards in fourteen plays for a touchdown, you've yeah. just eaten up the entire third uh, half of the third quarter. Well, the problem is they drove that whole drive and kicked a field goal. That was right. the, that, that was the next that, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah that well, was, they that drove seventy five yards for a touchdown. Yeah. until right. it got called back. Right. Yeah. I thought it was just some, try to get some balance knowing what your situation is at your tackles and try to get something going where your play action is meaningful to try to back off some of the pressure they were getting. Fortunately, it worked for them to get back in the game because they had the interception in, down in the red zone um, when the Jets drove back down in yeah. the third quarter. And yeah. so then you were in a position, and then you missed the field goal. Yeah, well, that was that – But was, it should have been 21-13. That, yeah, that first right. drive of the third quarter, no matter what they did with two tights or three wide or running the football, right. they drove right down and scored. Right. What did you think of that call on Cedric, the pick? He didn't, he didn't pick Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams ran into the wash, and, and he ran into his guy that was guarding him, and the guy guarding Witten didn't get through. He has to go either over or under, and he ran right into it. Well, and Trudane Johnson, the, who was who was covering Cedric, I right? Mean, he engaged him as much as Cedric went in to tackled him. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. And that that's not a pick when you mm-hmm. the guy covering you, right? No, because you're at the four yard line, so you got you got four yards. He can grab if he wants. I saw the exact same play on one game Saturday college football. And I saw the exact same thing where the tight end motioned inside the wide receiver and then went out and caught an easy touchdown pass. And I said to myself, Kellen Moore should watch that. That's a good play. Yeah. And then they ran it, and then they got called. Jets had a nice pick play that for uh, to get Jamison Crowder up the sidelines on Anthony Brown. You know, But, I mean, it, it's, it's at the discretion of the officials, and we've learned that the officials aren't always going to do their jobs. Sometimes they're going to do their jobs very poorly. And, you know, that to me, I, I watch, I watch uh, the receiver try and get inside. You know, Wilson gets tackled basically. And now, you're, now he's in a situation where he's trying to fight to get free. And then they say it's, it's like a moving pick. And that's, that's just a poor call. And, you know, and when they turn that one in, the officials are going to, you know, the league is going to say you're right about that because there's nothing that Cedric Wilson did that, you know, it wasn't like he went into Adams and then turned or tried to interfere with him. He was just trying to run his route. Johnson's the one that tackled him at the point of attack, so that's that's the problem there. And even Romo corrected himself when he called it a pick, and then he saw it on replay. Yeah, and right, and Gene Steratore backed call. him up on it too. Yeah, yeah. that's so. a bad call. Yep. But then you got to try to overcome that, and they didn't. 
because on the third down play at the goal line, they didn't have anybody open, and he tried to dump it over the middle to Zeke. And yeah. he, but even if he dropped anyway, the ball, yeah, he, he wasn't going he wasn't anywhere. Go anywhere. Was, so now you got to kick a field goal. Speaking of field goals, you know, and then you miss one from 40 after you make a 62-yarder. Well, that's what we've seen. I mean, he'll 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 he was knocking stiff those ones from 60, 58 in pregame, and it, but it's those money kicks, 30s, 40s, where they need you him don't, to make you, those kicks. Yeah, you don't they, know if he's going to make 33 them. yards, 40 yards. You know, it's funny. He went back and watched the 40-yard kick that he had. He he started. I don't know. I'm gonna have to ask, but he started early on the uh, on his approach. Yeah, he nodded. Yeah. He nodded his head to, as to go and the snap, and then he took a step and had to catch himself. Mm. Catch himself, and then he started again. You know, so you don't know if that threw off the timing. Did in his mind was he like he had to hesitate? He came back, he reset, then he went again. So, um, you know, who knows with him? I mean, it's 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 a miracle that they kick a 62-yard field goal, a 50-yard field goal, make both of them, and can't make a 40-yard field goal. That's a problem. That is a problem. And last week can't make a 33-yarder. Yeah, you, you know, you, you can say what you want. His teammates have to have to be just. Well, I don't know what you say to him. I don't know what you know. I don't know. You're, you're so happy when he makes a 62-yard field goal. I'm thinking, okay, please don't get this blocked. First off, mm. you know, because he might be has to yeah. drive the ball, but the, the Jets didn't rush, and so he gets a free crack at it and he makes it with with room to spare. And but then you get down there when you need him to make a field goal. You know, he it, it, there's the operation was fine. The snap was good. The ball, the laces were away, and he. He just pushes it, and that's, you know, they can't have that. Normally when he misses to the right, the ball fades. This one never – Never. It, it never was inside the, the uprights. Never, never did. He just shot it to the right. And the weird thing was in warm-ups we were watching, and he was he was really good in warm-ups until he was going the direction where he made the 62-yarder. He was having trouble getting it there from 55 and 58. So when they said 62, I said – yeah. Might as well throw a Hail Mary, and then he yeah. hits it. But he did make it from almost 60, I think, in his last kick. Yeah, he did, but he had but to do it twice, remember? He did missed he? the first one. Okay. It was short and to the right, and then he hit the second one when he tried it, and it was good. So, yeah, it's just weird because I heard last week his, his warm-up was terrible. I don't, know how you, I don't know how you have any faith in him. I really don't. I, it's, it's, I, I mean, the, the, to me, it's... It's it's like you want to like everything about him making a 50-yard field goal and a 62-yard field goal. You want to like everything about it, but the fact that he has no consistency, you know, and, and, and like I say, it's it's not that hard. 40-yard field goal is is should be in the money of a of a kicker. And it, and it, for him it's it's a it's a problem. All right, we continue with more talking Cowboys in just a moment. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. 
To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yep, and now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof, Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yep, but please don't. And that's been tailgating with the OtterBox boys. Learn more about the Trooper Soft coolers at otterbox.com while a player could look good on paper it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of that's why the cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team when picking a tractor it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features you've got to take it out and put it to the test the cowboys did when they named john deere their official tractor experience one for yourself Visit myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine a surging river of ice-cool Dr. Pepper roaring with carbonated mists of desire. You're dangling above it upside down like a fishing lure in the wind. 23 flavors tickle your nose, but the river is too far away to taste. Dr. Pepper calls to you. You, you. Now that... Is a Dr. Pepper craving? Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to Talking Cowboys. And if you go to Jack Black, they'll take care of your face, your shave, your body, and your hair. And this week's special is the two faces of clean. When you purchase $60, you get free deep dive or pure clean. Use the code word clean and shop now at getjackblack.com. All right. And uh, we continue the last five minutes or so as we pick up the pieces from a disastrous Sunday in New York. That's the way some are describing it. Uh, defensively, what, what's your biggest concern in this Dallas defense right now? No lack of pass rush, consistent pass rush. You know, I think that's a big, big issue because if the secondary is not going to cover well enough or consistently enough on the back end, you better find a way to get past for us, especially against an offensive line that's proven that they've struggled. They were switching guys in and out and still been able to protect yesterday. That's a big concern to me. Might as well start blitzing. They didn't really do much. I mean, I would I agree with Brian, although a week ago he said it was the run defense, and that's the thing about when the defense has struggled this season, you can't point to just one thing. There's been multiple issues they've had depending on the opponent and, and the circumstance. They're alternating. Last week they couldn't stop the run. This week couldn't stop the pass. 338 yeah. yards passing. Yeah. When okay. they were like averaging 113 a game. Yep. Now it, I know it wasn't Darnold, but still. He just he clearly made a difference in this game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just was this the fact that he was able to move in the pocket right. a little bit. They right. they've given up a ton of sacks. You know, he he was a blessing for this offensive line. And and like I said, they were they were shuffling guys, the guards, the tackles. They were shuffling guys trying to, you know, they were doubling one side, they doubled the other. You know, they kind of mixed it up a little bit. 
They just the Cowboys just did not win enough one-on-one battles. Again, that's clichéic to say, and I'm not meaning to be that way. But to me, you you you're supposed to be able. One of the things you build your team on or pride your team on is the ability to rush the passer. And you did not take advantage of a situation in this football game to get after Sam Darnold the way you should have against a team that has struggled to protect. I don't care how much he can get rid of the ball. Quinn had two sacks, two pressures. Everybody else zeroed out on those two categories. And this is a quarterback coming off a bout with mononucleosis. He's got an enlarged spleen (laughs) who obviously had great protection, but – uh, as far as his, uh, the equipment that they gave him to wear. But, I mean, you're coming after this guy. So how much credit, though, do you give the Jets for their offensive scheme and being able to, with a short passing game, to offset a pass rush? I think it's, I think it's the way you have to play. You know, to me, Dallas, they, they did a great job of playing against Le'Veon Bell. He only had the one run for, I think, 13 yards. And it was, you know, really, that was, that was just kind of a, a misfit that they had Robert Quinn, you know, they had the backside taken care of or frontside taken care of, and Quinn overshoots the play, and now the you know the ball's out the back door, and then Joe Thomas misses a tackle, and again that's kind of been a problem with the Cowboy linebackers. They get a guy in the second level, oh, we miss a tackle. Well, there's another seven yards to the play. So, yeah, they, they, I thought they did well enough to to handle what they had to do with running, but in this is a league, you know, we're all learning that they throw the ball almost every snap now. You know, and if you're going to throw the ball every snap, you better have a pass rush. And, you know, Brian brought us, uh, talking to the third person here again, told you that they had pass rushers in Demarcus Lawrence and Robert Quinn. And, you know, Brian brought us has been wrong because they haven't got nearly enough pressure doing that. Third yep. downs, Jets were 2 for 10 on third down, and the Cowboys were 10 for 17 on third down. Yeah. They, they made them pay on some of the blitzes. I think Tavon's – 23-yard gain, that was the high for the game. That was a blitz buster, I think, on the on the Witten touchdown they called back. They made him pay a couple times, but they gave it away, too. And you know, But, yeah, better overall on third down. I thought they would have scored more. I went back and I, I couldn't believe it was, what was it, 10 of 17 on third down? Yeah, that's yeah. What, 10 for I 17. Mean, that's, that's how they've won those first three games, was, was converting third downs, 58%. And yeah, Cowboys all points. season. They they're ranked fourth in the league on third down on offense, yeah. third down percentage on offense. First time a team has lost winning. Well, I saw this winning the turnover battle, converting more, converting ten or more third downs, and then twenty five or then, more first downs. Yeah, and, I then, think. and then and then win the time of possession. Yeah. Oh, from our friend Bobby Bell. Yeah. 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 I yeah, mean, yeah. now again, that's this was ninety and one. Mm-hmm. This is the one loss. This is the one yeah, loss. Since, since yes. 1991, I right, think. Right, right. Uh, NFL yeah. teams were 90 and 0 when they did that in a game yeah. until yesterday. Until yesterday. Now they're 90 yeah. and 1. Unreal. <laughs> unreal. This stretch is unreal. <laughs> and now it's the Philadelphia Eagles. But, you know, you're sitting there, you're just back to square one now. You got 10 games left in this season. So yeah. now I'm going to go through the schedule. I'm going to figure out, okay, which is the W's and which are the L's. That's, that's, that's how you have to look at it, though. We, we get in I mean, trouble playing that way, uh-huh. looking at the W's, because you kind of felt like that going into this game that they that, would that get was a, a W. That that yeah, they, they threw just, one back. 
No, no they, they've thrown two back. Yeah, they've thrown right. two back. Yeah, you look at the you look at the Saints game and you look at this one. So I mean, that's uh, that's a problem. And at the end of the day, they're going to add them all up. You're either going to be one of the good or one of the bad. And and this team has no margin of error when it comes to that. Well, but look around the NFC and there's you hope it, yeah. There's hope. not a real dominant team out there this year. And we can uh, talk about in, that. Team in San Francisco might say they something are five about and zero right now. Seattle their defense San, is looking pretty good. Seattle the mystery might, team. Seattle. Seattle, Seattle might say something about that. Russ mm-hmm. is playing pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But it's uh, it's you, talking Rams ain't very good right now. No, that's right. <laughs> it's kind of like talking Cowboys. It's not very good either. <laughs> All right, but we will talk at you again tomorrow here on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!